Warning! This episode contains mature language, adult situations, no it doesn't, yes it does, uh, violence, blood, cannibalism, multiple personality disorders, no it's dissociated disorder, identity disorder, no it's not, yes it is, <laughs> barcoded eyes, conspiracies, and very disturbing murderers and insane people. Listener discretion, is it fast? Episode 74, Me, Myself, Zan, and Shinji Nizono. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spire and Monger View. I'm your host, Zan. How you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. I'm doing alright, I guess. It's another one of those times, another one of those episodes of the Spire and Monger View. Thank you very much for listening, I really do appreciate it. For those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. Spark Inside that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I'll review one or two manga, depending on the situation or if I'm in the mood for it. What I do pretty much every episode is I review one to manga, give you some information about it. Like I'll tell you who the author is, how many volumes there are in it, and if it's really worth reading. That way you can you're armed and prepared so you can make the choice of picking up a book or not in the bookstore. You know, you go to a bookstore, see the book on the shelf, ooh, it looks good. You'll now know if it's worth reading or not. You don't have to agree with anything I say, but it's worth listening to. Sorry if I rushed out a little bit, it sounds a little different than usual. My throat's kinda today. And, you know, Relaxing. I'm in an okay mood, I guess. I mean, work's been kind of meh. Car's still not working that great. I still got my Xbox, which is good. And, of course, I have my ever-omnipresent supply of Lemonheads. But besides that, nothing else, really. You know? Just kind of... Things have been a little bit weird lately. I'm not going to really get into it because it'll be depressing and sad, but suffice to say, i got to forget what I'm going to do. Either way, so, for those of you who returned, I really appreciate you guys coming back. I hope you enjoy this show, and I hope you keep listening. I really enjoy doing this, and I'm going to keep doing it for a long time. Oh, and while I'm on that note, remember you can check me out in any prior episode at spirekin.podbean.com, or at the, or you can check it up on iTunes or on uh, Podcast Pickle. You can email me at spirekin at gmail.com or zan.spirekin at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter under Spirekin. And you can check me out on Xbox Live under Zan Spirekin. Uh, I know that there's some problems with Podbean right now. I'm trying to fix it, see what's going on. Some of the episodes aren't showing up because the system crashed. We'll see what's going on with that. Either way. So, what else is new with Zan? Not much. Been reading a lot of manga, working, stuff like that. Either way, let me get off this depressing and kind of emo kick, and let's get on with what you've come here for, and what am I speaking of? I'm talking about a review of a manga, especially with what's been going on in the last couple of episodes. Now, if you remember, for some reason I've been on a horror kick. That's why I've been filling up the WOM, which we'll get into in a little bit. And what happened was, I've been putting up a bunch of horror manga, and ironically, each of the manga has been seven degrees of one another. For example, 71 was, well, 
it wasn't horror, but 71 was Ikigami, The Ultimate Limit, which was a very creepy and disturbing manga. Episode 72 was Male by Honsui Yamazaki. And then, ironically, the 73 was drawn by Honsui Yamazaki and written by Eiji Otsaku, the Kurosaki Corpse Livery Service. Now, in this episode of the Sparkin Manga Review, I spun, ironically, a manga written by Eiji Otsuka, but drawn by Shou Tajima. So it's kind of interesting. It's all been one degree of each other. And at this point, since this is technically the Halloween episode, even though it's not, well, don't worry about it. We're going to just kind of pass over it and say this is the last of the horror manga for a while. I hope you've enjoyed it. These creepy mangas are really starting to get to me and make me a little paranoid and just a little creeped out. Just a little bit. So, without further ado, from Eiji Otsuka by Shou Taijima, who did the illustrations, I present to you, for your consideration, MPD Psycho, Multiple Personality Detective Psycho. Now, of course, MPD Psycho was originally written by Eiji Otsuka and illustrated by Shou Tajima. Originally published by, of course, Kodakawa Shoten. And as you can probably guess, since this is a detective fiction psychological horror manga, it's released by Dark Horse Comics or Dark Horse Manga. Originally released around 1997, it's still going on. 13 volumes currently. There was also a TV drama, and supposedly a movie was supposed to come out. And, like I said, it came out in 1997. And, suffice to say, the cover is another really cool one. But unlike the last two, it doesn't look like it's like a porno magazine. It's not with corrugated cardboard. It's actually a really glossy cover. It's black with the glossy cover, and then it has the creepy image on the cover, which is, essentially, the brain with the spine connected to with it roping around each other, and you see an eyeball in it. And the nice thing is it's actually in both, it's in the actual paper, it's an imprint. So it's actually very nice and very shiny. And as you can guess, this is a parental advisory mature audience only. So if you're under the age of 18, you're probably not going to get away with buying this. Especially with how disturbing and degenerate and depraved it is. So, if you are under the age, sorry about this, don't worry. Next episode we're going to read something a little bit more, well, hopefully we'll see what happens. Volume 2, on the other hand, is a little more disturbing with another brain, with another spine, and with other disturbing things on it. Volume 3 is limbs, another one's with a heart. It's all very disturbing, very provocative, and, well, creepy imagery. So what is MPD Psycho about? If you read the jacket copy on the back, it says, Uncut and uncensored, MPD Psycho has presented all of its controversial and unflinchingly grotesque glory. This is the original manga that inspired the shocking Japanese television series of the same name, and it's sure to take you on a longer, darker journey into madness. With its absurd twists, sci-fi touches, and innovative torture sequences, you'll be mesmerized by the plethora of odd conspiracies and case files found in Eiji Osaka and Shou Taijima's uncontrollable urban horror show. So already you know what you're in for. I'm going to be blunt with right now. This manga is a mindfuck. It is strange, it is unusual, it is crazy, it will make you go completely other nuts. I mean, what can I really say about this manga? It is completely and utterly 
Crazy. And I mean crazy like crazy for something. I mean fucking just from the get-go, you're completely shocked and disturbed. And yet you can't put it down. You really can't. Tenju Jinkotin Tente Psyche, or MPD Psycho, is a really fucked up manga. I mean, really fucked up. I mean... Oh, let me get into it. Well, first off, the first three pages are in color, which is kind of cool. And when it opens up the first page is, it shows just a black page with the word Psycho, MPD Psycho, Multiple Personality Detective, and you see an eye. Flip the page over, it's the same image, flipped backwards. So already you're kind of a little creeped out by it. And then, the first page, as you see, a TV going with the snow on it. And it says, one of the others inside my head awakens. Another and another. And who? Who, who am I? And that goes into the first page. And this is all in color. And now, you find out. This opens up. Opens up with a court case. And it's a judge passing judgment on the defendant, Kusuke, uh, Yusuke Kobayashi. It's like, you will step forward. And the defendant's like, no, I'm not going to step He's like, hey, come on. He's like, the defendant, Kusuke Dada, will step forward. And like, uh, you're wrong. Uh, I'm not Yusuke Kobayashi. I am Kazuhiko Amiyama. And so what happened is that, okay, and the boy says, well, it doesn't matter. I hereby sentence the defendant, Yusuke Kabayashi, to penal servitude X amount of years to be determined for the crime of professional negligence resulting in death. So already you're like, what the fuck is going on? And, well... It's very deranged and strange what happens. What happens is that well, without revealing every little thing and getting into it. Um, the first, well, we'll talk about the first one, the one who was sentenced. Yusuke Kobayashi. Kobayashi, not to be confused with the hot dog guy, was a police officer. He was a forensics expert. And what happened was he was working on this criminal case where the serial killer was leaving dead bodies for him and kind of dismembering them, leaving them dismembered. Very disturbing. And, you know, uh, Kobayashi's doing pretty good for himself. He's got a girlfriend that he lives with, he's in love with. He's on the rise, and he's on this really, like I said, high-profile case. So things are looking up for him. Right? Right. And what happens is, he's finding all these really dismembered figures. I mean, the first one that you find is you see this woman who's been decapitated, and her arm's been cut off, and her body's just laying there. And... You know, they le he left the head on top of a thing. It's very serial killer-esque. And what happens is that he's trying to figure out what's going on about the serial killer. And then, also, following him is this, well, kind of shock jock reporter who has one eye. He's known for his gung-ho and materialistic or militaristic Exposés. He's like one of those guys you see on TMC. He's like, I have to find out the truth no matter what. And this guy has one eye, and he's just really creepy and just insane. And he's, uh, what the hell is his name? Um, he's a spider journalist, but his name is, uh, I should have wrote this down, but I didn't. But anyway, so we'll call him One Eye. And One Eye is just this freelance, like I said, he's a photographer who's just trying to discover the truth of the situation. So anyway, 
Kobayashi's been in his job for a couple of days after the incident I just described with the, you know, he finds the woman. And as he's chilling out there, he gets a delivery. He's like, a delivery? What the hell are you talking about? I didn't order anything. Oh, it's a cold delivery service. He's like, cold delivery? He sees this huge thing. It's essentially a giant refrigerator. And you're like, okay, refrigerator. I don't know who said this to me. Um, what does he think? It's a bomb? No, no, it's not a bomb. Let's see. And then his partner opens up this refrigerator, and what does he see inside of it? He sees his girlfriend. She's still alive. Don't get me wrong, she's still alive. But her arms were cut off. Her legs were cut off. And, well, she was raped repeatedly, and she's being kept alive with this, like, an IV. And already you're like, what the fuck is this shit? How could this happen? I mean, you wonder how the hell this happened, How what, what the hell's going on. So, at this point, you're like, what? So, this is probably why he went to jail, you could assume. That he killed the guy who screwed around and who was the one who caused all these problems. Right? Right. So, anyway, so he goes back into prison several years later and... What happens is there's another serial killer, and this serial killer, what he does is he is killing people and removing parts of the body. And this woman, who's known as Maichi Izono, she is another forensic expert who went to see the legendary and great Kobayashi to see what the hell is going on. Like, can you identify this? Because I'm having trouble. I can't figure out why this person is killing these people and removing parts of their skin. And, well, Kobayashi looks at the pictures, like, let me see the pictures. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it's not Kobayashi. At this point, it is Amamiya. Because Kobayashi's currently... He's turned off right now. Currently, the person in charge, the person I in charge, is Amamiya. So, Amamiya's looking at the pictures. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, you got a cannibal on your hands. A cannibal? He's like, yeah, look, all the meaty parts are missing. So, they're killing the person and taking the meat to eat. So, it's a cannibal. You're like, What? And then he's like, okay, so that works. And, well, if you listen to me, and she's like, look, I can get you out of here. And we can help you find where Kobayashi is. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm Mia now. Kobayashi is gone. He died the same day that that guy Shimazu, who's the serial killer, died. He died the same day. And he's like, well... So he gets out of the case. Because of him helping solve this case, he's released. And you find out more about... After this, you find out more about what happened. What happened was his girlfriend, like I said, was mutilated horribly. She was raped, and her arms were cut off. And she was being kept alive on life support. And what happened was that... Well, being in the cold... Well... Something happened where... The girlfriend died after being on life support, and the only person in the room was Kobayashi. So, so far it's getting a little creepy and odd. And what happens is that from there, you have, well, you find out what happened with Amamiya and Kobayashi. And what happens is that in the event when they were chasing after the evil serial killer, Shimizu, what happened was, as they're running after him, you find out the truth of what happened. 
and he explains that the serial killer, after being caught on a rooftop with Kobayashi, he explains, he's like, yeah, you're just, he's like, you're just like me, you're just acting like a goody two-shoes. He's like, you're really a person who likes killing, just like me, right? Right? It's like, I just did this to get a rise out of you, you know? I, it turned me on to cut her arms off and to and to rape her body, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And as this guy's ranting about all the things he did, that all this stuff, and he looks at him and realizes that Kobayashi maybe killed his girlfriend when she, like, turning off her life support, and as he's ranting and raving, suddenly the gun goes off, and he's like, what are you doing, Kobayashi? He's like, will you just shut the fuck up? It's like, for fuck's sake, just shut up. And as you look at Kobayashi's face, is completely different. He's like, you know, you're, you're, you're getting on my nerves, so you know what? We're done. And he shoots Shimizu. So, as you could tell, the murder of this guy who was being horrible was, well, done by, not by Kobayashi, not by... Amamiya, but another personality. And Amamiya tried to stop this personality, who's called Shinji, to stop killing this guy. He's like, look, you do this, we get in trouble. And you find out Shinji, or Shinji Nizizono, is the bad guy. So he ends up killing him, and, well, Kobayashi, the, the body, gets arrested for this murder, which would be considered excessive force. And so... Now we figured out there's three personalities at the moment inside of the main body. We'll say the primary personality is Amamiya. Amamiya is the central personality. He is the current primary personality. He's the one that's kind of keeping things together. He's very cool-headed. He's a criminologist. And he's the one who's been maintaining everything, all of the serious stuff. Next, you have Kobayashi. Kobayashi, who was the police detective who, you know, he got, well... He's gone. He is. Well, he went bye-bye when his girlfriend got killed. Next after that, you have Shinji. Shinji Nizimoto, who is a serial killer. He's callous. He's arrogant. He doesn't take anything from anybody. He will kill anybody possible. And he's the defensive mechanism, and he's just a cold-blooded killer. And you don't know who's really in control. The only way you could tell is that the fact that um, Kobayashi never wore glasses. And then, suddenly, when he's on Mamiya, he's suddenly nearsighted. Which I thought was pretty cool, is the fact that these personalities, they have severe differences. Like, later on, there are you find there are two more people inside of the Amamiya character. The first one is this girl who is blind. She's a personality who's blind. And the other one is this very weaselly character. And, well, so... What happens is, after they catch the cannibal, which is in a very disturbing situation, Amamiya is released under the custody of Izono to work at her crime lab. And you're introduced to another character, who is uh, Izono's little sister, Miwa. Now, Miwa is like this little schoolgirl who's very forceful and helps Maichi and Amamiya in their cases. But later on, you find out that there's more of her role in this weird... Well, we'll get into that. Well, after you find out that a lot of the, a bunch of serial killers have been popping up, of course, we'll start off with the first of the serial killers, which was she, um, the one who raped and killed 
Kobayashi's girlfriend. And he had a barcode on his eyeball because there's a weird donor bank that's appeared. Next, you have a couple of other people. The woman who was a cannibalist, the cannibal, also had the barcode. Then later on, you have another serial killer. This one has, well, is killing people and burying them while cutting off the top of their head and inserting a flower which grows out of their head. I know you're like, what the fuck is he saying? And I should really go more into this, but honestly, I'm not going to because it's really in-depth and involved to get into this. It's a very, very, very twisted and, and sordid tale of madness. I mean, because first off, you try and figure out who is the actual personality because you find out that Kobayashi actually didn't exist. He doesn't have a birthright. I mean, he has a birth record, but he also has a date of death. So you're like, wait, so is this person Amamiya? Is he Nizono? And then later on, you find out that they're actually just part of a bigger conspiracy. And also another thing which is going around is people keep talking about this person, Lucy Moonstone, who is this musician who led this revolution, which people are trying to create the, the Lucy, who is a combination of all the personalities of these things. And you're just trying to figure out, what the fuck is going on? I mean, there's a lot of other characters, like there's one character who is, well, a teenage version of Amamiya, who also carries the um, Shinji inside of him to make him more insane, because Shinji's the dominant character. And there's all these other weird characters and people who are just showing up. And, like I said, remember that character I told you about Saisamiya from Kurosagi? He's one of the prevalent characters. He's this officer who's trying to help uh, Amamiya and Maichi figure out their things. There's other things going on, and I know this sounds very rambling and odd, but believe me when I tell you. If you want a better... Well, if you want a better explanation of this without with me spoiling it, uh, you have to honestly read it. I can't tell you, honestly, much about it, much more about it without spoiling everything. And I know I've spoiled a lot of stuff, but this you have to read if you have a chance. It is another senin. It's another horror manga. It's very controversial. There's a lot of things which happen which are truly wrong in it. I'm not gonna lie. There are sequences where kids get killed. Uh, women get killed, women are abused, raped, people are murdered. It's a very disturbing and truly horrific and very nihilistic st story. Now, I won't, I'm not gonna lie, I am, in, it is very intriguing. Some parts of it are really slow. I mean, the first three are running like a rain, are running like. You know, it's like you're running on a track, you're going fast, going fast, going fast, and then suddenly you're hitting slush. You're moving slower. And suddenly, you're, you're, you're moving slower, and suddenly you don't know where you are, and you're going, what the hell's going on? Where am I? That's how this is. Because you start off, there's a cohesive story. Okay, this is what we know. We know this, 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 and this. And you're starting to put the puzzle to pieces together, right? You're giving you more, you're, you're learning more about it, and then suddenly, the puzzle is just wrong. It's like half the puzzle's missing, and you're like, wait, what's going on? And another puzzle shows up, and the pieces are forming another puzzle. It's like, wait, how does this work with this? It's gotta work somehow. 
and you're just completely like, what the fuck? You're trying to put it together, and you don't know what's going on, where everything is going, so you're like, what am I going to do? I will recommend you stick with it. Definitely stick with it. It's definitely worth checking out. The story is very nice. The, the, the story is phenomenal. It's just, it's very disturbing. The artwork is jarring. It's not pretty artwork. I mean, compared to um, Yamazaki's, it's more realistic. It's a lot more realistic. The characters are more simplistic. Um, but there are a lot, some very grotesque scenes. And I do mean grotesque in more than just... Well, what am I going to say? It's it's just truly grotesque scenery. I mean, like I said, you have a person who cuts people's brains open. And the reason why they cut the top of the head open is because they're sticking a seed in there to grow a flower out of their brain. It's a truly fucked up scene. It's like, what? And that's just the beginning. You have people who are truly horrific. I mean, you got one guy who just... I'm not even going to get into it. It's just... It makes my head hurt thinking about this, but it does intrigue me. It's got a lot of sci-fi twists in it. It's like a lot of stuff. Like once you get into involved with the whole eye, bar the barcodes on the eyes, and you have all of the other little twists and turns, it gets more um, mystery and less horror. But it is really just well fucked up. Not gonna lie. If you've seen the TV series, this. That doesn't even cover the basis. That's like, we're going to just make up our own ending after two chapters. It's completely different. It's like, after the first volume, you're in uncharted territory. Here there be monsters. <sighs> so overall, for this manga series, MPD Psycho by Eiji Otsuka, I have to give it a borrow from a friend and don't return it unless offered Paki or... Well, honestly, you're going to need something stronger than gummies. Um, if you are under the age of 18, or if you're not mature enough to handle something like this, it's not worth reading. It's really not. Um, it is for mature readers only. Uh, I found it at Borders, but it is wrapped in plastic, and I know some people don't care. Like, I'm going to just rip it off. But I can't stress enough, you need to have... Strong Stomach 1 and 2. There's a lot of really controversial stuff. It's just... Well, I'm not going to get into it. Because it is a little bit deviant. It is a little screwed up. But, you know, if you are mature enough to handle it, you can check it out. If you're not, you're not. I can't really just justify anyone under the age of 18 reading this. I can't. I know I should be like, yeah, you could read it. It would be all good. Like, Fight Bait is like all like, yeah, read it, read it. This is awesome. Or, watch this. It's got heads exploding, you know. That's one thing. You know, uber violence is one thing, but this is meticulous. It is. I know I'm saying a lot of negatives about this manga. I really am. But I can't hate it. It's just, well, well, read it for yourself if you have a chance. Definitely check it out. If you can stomach it, you'll like it. Huh, so, on to happier things. So, is there anything else going on with this Bioken Manga review? Well, nothing much. 
Oh, just we're up to episode 75. Next episode, 75. Can you believe it? 75 episodes they've been on. Three quarters of a century. Well, three quarters of a hundred. And then after that, we'll make it to 80. And then 90. And then maybe 100. Woo! 100 episodes. And hopefully, unlike with a lot of other people, I don't need to get a Lipson account. I can't afford a Lipson account right now. I mean, I want to have fans. I want you guys to listen to me and enjoy me. But right now, I just need to keep it down a little bit so I can afford actually my, you know, stuff. But thank you. You know, thank you for you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys still enjoy it. I hope you enjoy these last couple of episodes. I know they're a little been depressing and I haven't really covered much. I've been kind of well flighty about it. But to be honest with you, with horror manga, the stories you can just spoil very easily. And like with any horror story, it's very well. There are a lot of stuff that you can tell, but you got to read it for yourself. It's like watching maybe what would be example, watching Scream for the first time. You know, or watching uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, if I told you at this moment in time, someone's going to jump out and go, blah, you're not going to be as scared. Not going to be as, it's not going to affect you as much. That's why I'm so vague at this point about these horror manga. I'm going to, don't worry, I'm going back to my old format where I'm going to explain every little thing, every little detail about it. Don't worry. But these manga, well, you got to get into it and you got to just kind of cover just a little bit. A little bit less. I know Mason did it differently, especially with Gyo, but we're going to see what happens. So, either way, I think it's that time. That time we've all been waiting for, don't you? You know what I'm speaking about. I'm talking about that one. That only. The manga. Yeah, I know. I didn't do the shout. My throat's kind of... So, sorry about that. So, the Wheel of Manga. What is it? A Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned 10 volumes. 10 different manga for the Wheel. I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on. That's what we're reviewing for episode 75. Big 75. Three quarters of a century. So, let's see what I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Now, that was a nice spin. And it's going to be number 5. That's kind of ironic because 75 is a variable 5. Well, anyway. So, what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spire Command Review is... Oh, that's fucking awesome. That is awesome. So, for the next episode of the Spire Command Review, I'm going to be reviewing Hakudo no Ken, or Fist of the North Star. Kenshiro! <laughs> yes, that's going to be awesome. So, I'm sorry if I creeped some of you out. And don't worry, we're back to violent and just strange manga. No more, I promise you. No more horror manga for the next, well, 12 months. You don't have to hear from this ever again. For those 12 months, we're going to go to happier things, funner things, more violent things, but just not as depressing and odd and just creepy. We're going to have more fun. Don't worry about it, all right? So that's it for this episode of Spyrokin Manga. If you have any comments, concerns, or statements, you can email me at spyrokin.gmail.com or you can text me at... Well, Spirekin, which is our Twitter account, or check out the Facebook page, Spirekin Manga Review. Or you can check out the website, spirekin.podbean.com, and just leave a comment over the episode. Yeah, I think that's it for this episode, so I hope that you've had a very good time. I always do. Thank you for watching. listening to this episode of Spirekin Manga Review. I'm your host, Zon. I'm gone, Phil. Death is sweet. Why do you die with your eyes open?
東の雨宮和彦の話をし
that last breath. 